This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Not Over It. I'm Becky Kirsch. And I'm Zareen Siddiqui. Um, believe it or not, fall TV season is upon us, and all the shows you forgot about are back or are en route. Yeah, I guess technically fall TV season already started, but how would I know? I don't subscribe to calendars anymore or really time at all. It's just a suggestion. <laughs> yes, I agree. But before we get into that, Becky, what is your Not Over It? My not over it is footage clips that I've seen of Harry Styles on his new tour, which is called Love on Tour. Love. Love to see the love. And I really enjoy seeing the clips of fans bringing signs that have very specific messages for Harry Styles in hopes that he will respond to them. And it seems like he often does. I'm assuming that these fans are close to the stage because otherwise, how would he see them? But recently... Someone held up a sign that said, should I text him? And he saw the sign and then went on this whole little tangent where he was like, I have a question. Is he nice to you? (laughs) And then he was like, if if you should text him, like, that's not a question. Like, don't play games. If you're wondering, should I text him? Should I not text him? Then you're thinking about double texting. It's risky business. If you're wondering if we're playing games, if we're wondering, should I text him? And at the end, she just says, My personal opinion is if there are any sort of games, trash, trash, not for you. <laughs> My personal opinion is that if, he's, if there's any sort of games, And I enjoyed the whole entire thing. I love seeing him interact with his fans. And I think now I need to go to a Harry Styles concert. And I don't know what my sign would say, but I'll think it over. I would like to go to that concert with you. I love Harry Styles. Okay, let's do it. In the meantime, what's your not over it? Um, My not over it is... Deborah Messing seemingly having some kind of problem with Kim Kardashian hosting Saturday Night Live. Um, She tweeted and said... Why Kim Kardashian? I mean, I know she's a cultural icon, but SNL has hosts generally who are performers who who are there to promote a film, TV show, or album launch. Am I missing something? And to that I say, where was this energy when Elon Musk hosted, Deborah? Yeah, it seems like for a while, especially during COVID, when it just seemed like they would pick up any old person who was willing to be in New York at this time and right. <laughs> follow COVID regulations that they would put them on stage. But Maybe Deborah Messing feels like they should have chosen her. 
does she have a project to promote? I don't. She wanted to be in the running. I mean, not for nothing. Rami Malek is definitely going to be there to promote James Bond. No time to die. But no, yeah, the rest of the the rest of the hosts seem like they. I mean, she's Kim Kardashian. She's promoting herself. That's her whole brand. But yeah, I don't. I agree with you. I I, I don't think someone's always there to promote something. Sometimes they just think that person's going to be funny, and that's. I mean, they have yeah. Donald Trump on there. <laughs> oh God! Or like athletes, what are they there to promote? Their skills, like JJ Watt, like Watts. Yeah, God, that Watt? was JJ Watt. So he's promoting NFL. They do need the viewership. They do. It's really been tanking as of late. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, they need the money. They need the money. All right. Well, better luck to you next year, Deborah Messing. Speaking of Deborah Messing, you know what show is not coming back? Will and Grace, because that show was canceled. <laughs> but listen, did you watch some, the? Did you watch the reboot? I watched part of it. Oh, I didn't watch that much Will and Grace in the first place. I lo- I love the, I love the original Will and Grace, but when it came back, I just I don't know. I was not interested. You in didn't that. love Willer and Gracer? No. I, I don't need to see them I later on really, in life. And I'm good. I don't know if I support deciding that th- how you ended something the first time was like never happened and like reimagining it. Like if you want to continue. No, that's not wherever, how TV shows work. You can't right. do that. I think you have to follow whatever happened, even if it was weird. That's what they did for Gilmore Girls. And it continued TV to law. get weirder and weirder. But you <laughs> yeah. Know what? Oh, God. You know what? I forgot you said about it in that, stone. That Gilmore Girls thing was just... Oh, no one needed that, but I do appreciate at least they stuck with the storyline. Anyway, fall TV season feels like an antiquated term. Back in our youth, the network shows would be the only things you would get. So when CBS, NBC, all those networks were rolling out the new shows, it was like, ooh, what are the new fall shows going to be? So we've drifted away from that in the in the time of streamers and... Everything else, I mean, I think a lot of us aren't watching that much network TV to begin with, aside from, like, Riverdale. But... (laughs) Say it louder, Becky. Say it louder. What's exciting about this fall is that there are a few new shows, a a few brand new shows coming that we are excited about, but also a bunch of shows are returning that have been off for a long time because of COVID. So it does feel like a fall, a true fall TV season is upon us, even if it's not happening on network. So... We're going to talk a little bit about the shows we're excited to come back. Then we're going to talk about some shows that are ending, sadly, for now. We all know any show could come back from the dead, and we'll talk about one of those. And then we'll talk about some new shows. So let's kick it off uh, with the real reason we decided to do this episode, which is that so that you could keep talking about Succession. Yes. Thank God. Succession is coming back season three. I also feel like I, there's a I get feedback from my friends that I'm not allowed to be this excited because I didn't have to wait that long for Succession season three because I very recently discovered Succession, thanks to you. Um, this is one of those shows that I refused to watch until I finally did, once again, thanks to you, Becky. And you were correct that I was absolutely obsessed with it. Um, it's coming back October 17th, and... I can just never get enough of Matthew McFadden, who plays Tom, and Kiernan Culkin on the show, who plays Roman. It's This is just one of those shows where you sort of root for someone else every episode somehow. There's some new character that you're like, this episode, I hope you win, and this other person loses. It's just so nuanced. I love all of the characters, but it's been on hiatus, I guess, what, for over two years at this point? I mean, it feels like it's been on hiatus for my whole life. I... <laughs> yeah. Vaguely remember what's happening on the show. I and I actually 
didn't watch it. I didn't watch the first season. And I think I sort of caught up with it in the second season, but I didn't really watch it week to week in the like Sunday night, like Game of Thrones, like waiting for it to drop, which I do feel like is going to be what the new season is like. It seems like the show had a sort of a slow build by the second season. A lot of people were watching it, but I do think there's a lot of people like you who discovered it during the pandemic. And now it feels like the return of a major show and a major show that's not on Netflix or some streamer. So it's going to be like that week week to week. Oh my God. Did you watch succession? What happened last night? Are you caught up? And I, I miss that quote unquote water cooler, which now feels also like an antiquated term (laughs) uh, conversation about the episodes where you really can digest it before the next one comes out. And it also gives me a bit of nostalgia of the Game of Thrones days when we were all sitting around on Sundays watching the show just to talk about it on a Monday, something to look forward to. Whereas now it's like, I watched seven episodes of this. Can we talk about it? And you're like, no, I'm on one. And it's like, damn it. Who will I talk to about this? So that is a show I'm very, very excited about. And the new additions to the cast with Adrian Brody and Alexander Skarsgård. I just, and Senna Latham, who is amazing. Um, I just, that, I just think that show is just going to be so good. I'm really, really looking forward to it. My family have disappeared. I need to know where everyone is and what everyone's thinking. Yeah, it's it's going to be chaotic. And you know what else is going to be chaotic? The third season of You, which comes out <laughs> the same week, October 15th. But that means because it's on Netflix, we will have already watched the whole entire season by the time the first season of Succession comes out on yes. the 15th. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So we... We got screeners to this, and I feel like we're we're both sort of in agreement that the first episode was odd. I I'm at a place where I was really excited for this show, and now I'm sort of like, hmm, should season three have happened? I'm not so sure. The only reason I will allow it is because of Scott Speedman, but that's about it. Um, so far, I'm not sold. Well, this is another show that's been off for so long that I forgot. And because I binged it so quickly. So it's like you watch the show in three days, three years ago. Who remembers what happened on those three (laughs) days? And when I was watching the first, I only saw the first episode of the new season. But um, you forgot about how deranged they both are and how many people they've both killed. And it just seems like you're watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith, except they're both insane murderers and i'm like is this whole season just going to be them keeping tabs on each other to see who is going to murder the other one but also a baby is there is their baby going to be a murderer is their baby going to be dexter baby the serial killer we'll get to more we'll get to that i've always believed in the one your dad is changing me um dexter is a show it's coming back but it's coming back 50 years later I guess um when this first when the show first aired it it was in 2006 and I was obsessed with it the show it's gonna come back on November 7th and I just remember watching the pilot um and learning that Michael C. Hall who plays Dexter his job title was blood spatter expert which (laughs) is a real job for the Miami Police Department And it was the perfect temperature of true crime and bizarre for me. Michael C. Hall in this role was absolutely psychotic and wonderful. And there's something very soothing about his voice when he's narrating the show. But if you play a role long enough, really commit, does it ever become real? It was like the original Gold, Joe Goldberg, I guess, but with, but he's like a good guy and he only murders bad people and has an actual day job. 
it's so you not, except so better. Not, so not Joe Goldberg, though. No, yeah. Joe Goldberg's a terrible soccer. Yeah, I um, I admittedly couldn't watch Dexter because I found it to be too scary and too bloody, which was sad because I loved Michael C. Hall in Six Feet Under, and which is a totally different character. Yeah. He was the best. He's so I, good. I think you should give this a try. It is. It's a... It's creepy, but I don't I don't like scary things either. And I feel like this is one of the few shows that I stuck through despite how it can be gory, but just cover your eyes. It's fine. But are you looking forward to the show coming back? Because I know people were mad about the way it ended. And I didn't obviously I didn't watch the whole show, but he was like a lumberjack or something. Yeah. So his he has like basically found a new persona for himself in this return. Um yeah, I am looking forward to being back because I feel like this is – I have high hopes for the show. I was just – him as Dexter, I found him to be so, so good in this role. So I think there's a part of me that's just like, I have to give this a shot until – and then maybe I'll watch episode one and be like, this is trash. Take it away. But <laughs> until then – doesn't Dexter now also have a child? Uh, he Yes, he does. He has a child, which – they showed in the teaser of him like calling out to the kid, but we don't see the kid's face and he's married now. I don't know. He's like a family man and he's like dancing and he like works at a bakery. There's like weird things happening, but also he's wait, still so, killing people. Wait, that's a lot of crossover with you. Killing people, murderers with babies, bakeries. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, so, it's like you, except it was just, I, I, I prefer Michael C. Hall, I guess. If I had to well, pick. Choose your murderer. <laughs> Well, you can choose your murderer, or if you want something a little lighter, Curb Your Enthusiasm is coming back for season 11. But even though it's season 11, the show actually has been on for 21 years, which is crazy. Wild. Uh, Because they took a lot of years off between seasons. I had actually fallen off of Curb Your Enthusiasm somewhere around the time Jerry Seinfeld showed up, but I got back (laughs) on the bandwagon. (laughs) during the pandemic so now i'm all caught up and i am excited for this new season which is going to address covid which i know we're against that but i haven't seen any comedies address covid have you no but i don't i just i'm done with covid i don't want to see it i don't want to i don't want to see on my tv well then don't read the news i have bad news for you don't go to newyorktimes.com or any news (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't want to see it. I don't want someone asking for my vaccination card. Um, I am vaccinated. Don't you you kind of want to see how would Larry David? I don't know. It's going to be awkward. The only reason that I'm really excited about this is because most recently, Larry David has been everywhere in New York Fashion Week and having Nespresso Martinis with Timothy Chalamet and FaceTiming with A-Rod. So for some reason, that's getting me more excited about this show coming back of like the rise of Larry David again and just him being such a bizarre person. So and I mean, this show is going to be funny no matter what. Like that's it. It's hard to watch a Curb episode and not laugh. I don't. Well, and he has great connections, which means there will be great guest stars. Yes. Last season. I mean, it's I mean, it's becoming like so egregious with the guest stars that you can't like when you're watching Nick Kroll play like a ridiculous waiter server, you can't even. Oh, my God disassociate Nick Kroll. That episode where they seat them in the ugly section? Very good. I couldn't help but notice that the people sitting on that side seem to be way better looking than the people sitting on this side. I have no idea what you're talking about. You know what I think? You have a good looking section Uh and you have an ugly section. Why would we do that? I don't know. Why would you? You tell me. I can't tell you because there's no truth to it. Yeah. Well, speaking of things that I'm not excited about, 
Wait, were we speaking of things you're not excited about? Um, no, now I'm tr- I'm trying to transition. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to transition of from things we're, from things I like to things we don't like. Yeah, th- that's a transition. Okay. Um, okay. Great, great segue. Great segue. Thank you so much. I've been doing this for years. Grey's Anatomy is back with more crossover events than our brains can handle. Someone is dying. Someone is pregnant. Someone's on fire. Someone's going to get married. This show will never end. The show will outlive us all. Yes, all the Grey's Anatomies of the world are back. The NCIS is. I'm not saying everyone's sick of all these shows, but the network, the old reliable network shows are all coming back. Those are just not what we're personally marking the calendars for. But we will continue to watch Grey's Anatomy. No, yeah, I'm never going to stop watching it, but I will keep bitching about it. That's my right. It is your right. Well, to end it on a more positive note, I'm excited that I have gotten you on board with another show, which is Love Life on HBO Max. And I know you've already said you're not going to watch the first season, which starred Anna Kendrick. And I think that's fine because it's an anthology style show. And each season follows a different character on a romantic journey, kind of like a rom-com series. This season, season two, which premieres in October, is going to have William Jackson Harper, who we all know and love as Cheedy from The Good Place. Cheedy, my favorite. Um, yeah, I had no idea the show existed until you told me about it. I'm very There's grateful. a lot in HBO Max that I feel like people don't know about. No, I had never heard the show. But I also, Anna Kendrick's fine. She's just not someone that I seek out to watch content of. So, Yeah, you definitely don't need to watch the first season of this, but I would like you to watch the first season of Sex Education. That's a conversation for another time, but since we've talked a lot about shows that I've recommended to you that you've liked, I just want you to keep that on the back burner. Well, this place is nice. It feels very divorcey in here. That's because I got a divorce. No, no, no. It feels like I got the divorce. Like, when I walked in, it got on me. Like, it's in me. Anyway, now's a good time to take a break while you absorb that information, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some shows that would be helpful for you to watch all the current seasons because they are about to end. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, well, we don't want to spend too much time talking about these shows because we don't want to give you too many spoilers, but these are a few shows that are unfortunately coming to an end this fall. Okay, we'll start with On My Block, which I still find to be such a sleeper hit on Netflix. Um... Season four just released. This is a show that, once again, Becky, you told me to watch. What a wow, shocker. What, what a emerging trend. There is a specific clip in this show that Becky and I send to each other every three to four months, and we get a good kick out of it. I'll find that clip and we'll insert it here. Do you love him? Does he love you? Did he say it to you? With his words or, like, with his actions? Why are you talking like that? Why are you? Like what? Okay, okay, okay. It is a a teen, it's a different kind of teen show. We know, we've discussed ad nauseum how much I love a good 
teen show, but um, this is not not your average grandma's teen show, and it it goes in like a totally different direction than what you think. It keeps it on your toes, but it's really heartwarming, but also often heartbreaking. And the final season lives up to both of those things. I found it funny, but also there are some real real gut wrenching moments in it. So highly recommend. And it's not that many episodes, so it's like under thirty episodes. So even if you've never seen this show. Check it out. Binge it all. It's on Netflix. Um, and it's got a great soundtrack. After you do that, it's time to say goodbye to Insecure, unfortunately. Oh, speaking of great soundtracks, gosh, I am really devastated that the show is coming to an end. It's coming out October 31st, season five. I, this Happy is a Halloween show. to all of us. <laughs> it's truly spooky season for sure. Um, this is a show I actually do feel like I've been waiting 9,000 years for. Um, uh, last season, all I remember is Issa Rae texting her ex or like DMing and it, the episode ending on Maya's case of the ex. And I was like, this show can never end. I don't want Wait, it to. I feel like this show was on fairly recently. It was what? on last summer. No, that's not how I feel. I feel like I have been without Natasha Roswell as Kelly in the show for far too long. I need Kelly She's so back. So good in on White Lotus, though. I'm she was, but Kelly is just like this different. I just love her so much. I find this show to be heartbreaking at times too. When they talk about, you know, they go and nuances of friendship between Issa Rae and Yvonne, who plays Molly. But um, Issa Rae knows you, what she's doing. I think you mean Issa D. <laughs> Issa How D. How dare you conflate Issa Rae with Issa D? They're totally different. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. But yeah, um, I'm excited to see how it all how it all adds up because the last season ended on a cliffhanger, didn't it? Did well, it not? Was, when was, was she got her pregnant? She's pregnant. Yes, okay, that was the last season. All right, yes, it ended on kind of a cliffhanger. Someone's pregnant, and it's not the one we want to be pregnant. Okay, <laughs> it's messy. It's messy. It's messy. It's messy. Um, and then another show that I I know Becky, you don't watch this, but when you do have time, I highly recommend you watch Dear White People. What? Zareen recommending a show to me? <laughs> Can you believe? <laughs> I do. I do owe you watching this show and Dave, actually, now that you've. Yeah, clearly, you got to watch Dave. Dave's there's a, a clear good show. track record of shows that I've made you watch. Hi, I'm Dave. It's only yeah, fair. you have to watch Dave. You start with Dave. Um, this is this is a show that was very it's just done very differently. They have like the interview style kind of, you know, concept with the characters, which is fun. Um, the actors are all new folks that I had never seen before. I watched a few screeners of season four and I'm torn so far. I still need to keep watching, but I think a large part of that has to do with my love for the actors and the characters on the show. Antoinette Roberts, who plays Coco, Ashley Blaine, who plays Joelle, and of course my favorite, Deron Horton, who plays Lionel Higgins. And if you watch that show, that name will stand out to you. So... It doesn't stand out to me, but I <laughs> could tell from your read of it that it meant something to someone. Yes. Um, something else that means something to someone. The segues, the segues are so so on point today. <laughs> uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is ending, and people love the show. Everyone loves Andy Samberg. It has such a great cast. Uh, that show is currently in its eighth season. The show had a wild ride where it was canceled and then it moved networks i mean every it's so funny when we're looking at this lineup we're like this show was canceled 15 years ago and now it's back like <laughs> yeah this show was canceled and then moved networks and now it's back so i think eight seasons is a really good run and i know people are upset about this but um 
I think it's going to be a good final season. I never watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I do see TikTok often feeds me the same clip of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where they, the entire lineup of fugitives is singing I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. And I find that to yes. be hilarious. <laughs> yes. I heard him. He was singing along to the music at the bar. Do you remember what he was singing? I think it was that song, I Want It That Way. Backstreet Boys, I'm familiar. It's a good comfort show, you know, if you're, if you're in the market for one of those. And there are many episodes. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, now that we've talked about some shows that were ending, we are going to talk about some new shows that we think have promise and maybe they can fill the void left by the others. It's not Hawkeye. (laughs) All right, well, a show that I am very excited about um, is The Wonder Years, um, which is out now. It Once again, <laughs> reboots. Reboots. Um, this is obviously reimagined a little bit. Um, I mean, we both recently watched She's All That, and I got to say, I've never. it's never a bad thing to have more Dual Hill in my life, who has barely aged. I, I love that this is narrated by Don Cheadle, and the pilot is directed by Fred Savage. There's a lot of nostalgia happening here, and it. I just feel like this is a network show that has a lot of potential to go a long way with a fresh cast. It actually takes place in the same time period as the original Wonder Years, but it focuses on a black family instead of a white family. But I thought it was interesting that they didn't decide to move it to the 80s or 90s. No. Or something like, because I was reading this article that actually said if they were trying to target the same demo that the original was targeting, it would have to take place in the early 2000s. Like, how old does that make you feel? <laughs> I hate that stat, and I wish you kept it to yourself. Move on. Sorry about it. Thinking of, Speaking of things, I wish they kept to themselves. How many times are we going to say speaking of? But you know what? Disney, keep Hawkeye to yourself. Oh, my God. The Hawkeye show, which I knew was coming, but, like, still hoped wouldn't. It's coming to a Disney Plus near you November 12th. Hawkeye is no one's favorite Avenger. Maybe in the comic books, but in the movies, no one loves Hawkeye. No one is like, man, I'm just like watching Thor and Captain America and even Black Widow. And what I really need is more of Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, I mean, for the longest time, I thought his his like superhero name was like the Falcon Man. So. No, that's Anthony Mackie. The Falcon yeah. Man? Yeah, I was like, he's a bird, right? Some falcon. I don't no. know. No, oh god, shh. <laughs> Every time I talk to you, you're like Falcon Man and Doctor Witch. Well, what are they up to? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Anyway, every single time Disney rolls out one of these, I say this is. I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. I don't need. You're going to do it. I WandaVision was v- legitimately very good, and then after that, even Loki. I love Tom Hiddleston, but like Loki was not my number one favorite. And I watched the trailer for this, and it's Christmassy, and I love Christmas. And how dare they do this to me? Because now I'm like, well, if it's Christmassy, maybe I can deal with Jeremy Renner's face. No, you can't. The past is caught up with me. Should we be worried? No, no, it's nothing. I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. 
It has kind of a diehard vibe, like Christmas plus action. Also, Haley Steinfeld is his young protege, and I do like her. And I think ultimately they're going to pass off the bow and arrow from him to her. So I feel Thank God. very... Give it to anybody, my God. I feel very conflicted about this, but we both know I'm going to watch it. Of course you're going to watch it. This is watch it. This is your Olympics. I'm going to watch it. What do you mean this is my Olympics? You're just like you you watch everything because you know of the archery? Things. No, like watching shows is your Olympics. Watching shows you don't even like you'll watch because you have that issue oh, where mean you I'm need competing. to competing. I'm the I'm the comp- the competitor in the Olympics of watching bad television is that what you're saying? Just television in general it doesn't have to be bad. Well, this makes me sound cool. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Um well, speaking of something that we are both actually excited about, speaking of once again yeah, um, we gotta stop speaking. Yeah, of stuff. we gotta we, we gotta, gotta stop. Think of better segues. Next <laughs> well, time. something that I am excited about, and I know that you are also, is the Shrink Next Door that's coming out on Apple TV on November twelfth, um, starring Paul Rudd, Will Ferrell. Excuse you, it's Apple TV Plus. I'm so sorry. I hope I didn't confuse people. <laughs> people are so confused. Um, Paul Rudd, Will Ferrell, uh, Catherine Hahn, and Casey Wilson. I guess it's based on a podcast. By it's based wondering. on a true story. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, even true better. story of a man who lives next door to a shrink. <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> well, the trailer looks dark and quirky, and it's interesting to see these two people in very, very different roles than they've ever been. I'm excited that Apple TV Plus is finally giving us shows that are, I find, more digestible versus the first year when they gave us garbage and it was for free and now I have to pay for it. Tell that to the cast of Ted Lasso. <laughs> I didn't I, watch Ted Lasso. I will say it's hard for me to look at Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd and not think about Anchorman. I, I just, know. Like, see them singing Afternoon Delight. That's all I see. <laughs> but yes. I do like seeing them in more serious roles because it it's kind of off-putting, like you said. And um, I think this will be good. I mean, like Apple TV Plus, they have money to spend like all yeah, the most famous people are on apple tv plus and hopefully it'll be better than the second season of the morning show which i'm sad to report still is not really going many places really? hasa minaj couldn't save it i really have a lot of faith in him no he is cute on it but it's just it still seems like a show where it's like what you, you don't know what you're doing it here. feels like you're a throw, show you could write <laughs> money at a lot of famous people yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. That's the perfect way to put it. Right. I mean, at least Jason Sudeikis is, has some sort of narrative going on Ted Lasso. No, I mean, I, I believe Ted Lasso is a great show. I just haven't watched it. Another show coming to a hot streaming platform is Sex Lives of College Girls. That's <laughs> coming out on HBO Max in November. Uh, this is Min- a new show from Mindy Kaling. We love Never Have I Ever. We love we do. the Mindy Project, and obviously everyone loves The Office, so... We don't know too much about this. They just released the first teaser and it's not coming till the end of November, but the teaser was enough to intrigue me and it seems like the kind of show that I would be into. And the cast isn't any like big marquee names, but it does star Pauline Chalamet, sister of one Timothy Chalamet. Must be weird to be Timothy Chalamet's sister, I have to say. Wow. Long live nepotism. Um, <clears throat> I like everything that Mindy Kaling has ever done. So I find I'm very excited. It's like a challenge. My brain is like, find something Mindy Kaling has done that Zareen doesn't like. Yeah. I mean, she's just, she's good. No, she's good. I'll find it after this. Well, a show that I'm excited about 
on coming out on CBS on October 7th is Ghosts, um, starring Utger Ambutger. He played Mindy Kaling's brother in the Mindy Project. He was in Pitch Perfect. Um, he's been we in a few. We were talking about him recently because he was on Never Have I Ever. Oh yeah, he's also on Never Have I Ever. He plays the cool teacher. Um, he's just he's someone that I find just naturally just so funny, and every time he's on screen, I find him to be just a delight. So I am looking forward to this quirky show. Um, the show is adapted um, from a BBC series and also looks like it has a similar vibe to what we do in the shadows, which is a show that we both enjoy. Um, <laughs> yes. Just that sort of like offbeat supernatural comedy. Yeah, I think this will. This feels like it might be somewhat of a feel good show, which I think we could all use more of. Listen, how many Emmys did Ted Lasso just win? 200. So the show will either be canceled or be everyone's favorite. <laughs> New show. Well, that's that's the real fun of these new fall TV pilots is when you get attached to one and then they cancel it abruptly. Only to reboot it 15 years later. Yes. It can come back only 25 years Anything later. Anything can come back. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is now having a Christmas special. That is no. not fake news. That no. is real news. All right. Well, now I feel very stressed out and like I have to wrap this up because, as you said, I have to go back to my Olympic training. Before you do that. Yeah. It is time for the burning question. Yes. In honor of the Grey's Anatomy Station 19 crossover event, no. if you had to pick two shows we mentioned today to create one crossover event, what two shows would you pick? Oh, this is a great question. That was a real bait and switch because I thought it was going to be about <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Two shows. <sighs> That I would like to see crossed over. I would like to see. <laughs> no, no. Well, there's so many. Yes. I mean, first of all, I would like to see which cast of Succession Dexter would murder first. That would be very <laughs> interesting to me. Like, who's the pecking order? I also would like to see how Larry David would interact with Joel Goldberg from you. <laughs> so... The possibilities are really limitless. I would also like to see Issa Rae interact with anyone on Succession. Anyone from the cast of Insecure also on the cast of Succession. So I know you wanted one answer. I guess final answer, I'll go with who does Dexter murder on Succession. And who, who would he murder first is the question. Probably Tom. Oh, I think Logan. I think Tom would just annoy him so much. That he'd be but like, isn't right, his this code that he has to murder the most murderous? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know this new type Dexter. <laughs> maybe maybe, the, maybe things have changed. <laughs> we haven't met new Dexter yet. Um, well, in honor of all the murderers we talked about today, fun, and in honor of the recent Fuji's reunion, speaking of the pairing you never saw coming, DJ, please play Killing Me Softly by Fuji's. Not Over It is hosted and produced by Becky Kirsch and Zareen Siddiqui. Our producer is Emily Feld. Our editor is John Ross. Our executive producers are Allison Noel and Lisa Sugar. Have something to share? Tell us the moments you're not over by emailing us at notoveritpopsugar.com. Thanks for listening.